0: Lightning fans, you've found the right show for everything you need to know about your favorite team in the NHL. It's the Lightning Insider Podcast with Eric Erlinson. Get ready for insight, historical perspective, interviews, and breaking news that comes from a reporter insider who's got near 20 years on the Tampa Bay Lightning beat. Now for the latest with the Lightning, here's Eric. Welcome into lightninginsider.com podcast. Eric Erlinson here from Lightning Insider. and hopefully the waters have been calmed a little bit based on my social media mentions. It's like a calm afternoon out on the water compared to the weekend when everybody was set and ready to burn the team to the ground for their play. Uh, Again, I've never said that they weren't playing poorly because they were just simply stated that it's you can't overreact to things. Yeah, five games in a row, definitely not used to seeing that from this team. You think it's been nine years since this team, this group, this leadership group has had a stumble in season like they were on heading into Tuesday's game against Philadelphia. Certainly things still have to be worked on. You're, you're not going to rebuild things in just a couple of games. Uh, But a 5-2 victory over the Flyers uh, on Tuesday in a game, I mean, quite honestly, they had to have, right? They had to pick up this victory. And look, this wasn't the cleanest of games. Some of the uh, opponent that you're playing has a little something to do with that. Because let's face it, the Flyers are not a really good team, even though they've been... They've been pretty decent over the last little while. I was reading the stat after the game. They're 13-12. 13-12-2 in their last 17 games. You know, they just knocked off Detroit on Sunday afternoon. A team that's been fighting hard to try and stay in the conversation for a playoff spot. Uh, and the Flyers uh, did win that game on Sunday. So, uh, you know, they can beat you. The, the Flyers... You know, you're never going to get cheated by a John Tortorella team, right? They're going to bring a work ethic, and you have to you have to be ready to work. And I thought the lighting tonight, we're ready to work. Again, still a few too many Grade A chances. Uh, you know, late in the game when it was the, you know the game was still in doubt, they gave up a, a near breakaway. Morgan Frost splits the D and creates a Grade A chance. Coming right into the zone, you know. So again, not not a perfect game by any stretch. Steps in the right direction from this game, but more importantly, two points. They needed two points. You needed to get some confidence back um, after it had been shot. I mean, their confidence had been shot as a team. You know, that's that's something you've heard Stephen Stamkos sort of bring up and mention over the over the weekend. Uh, he mentioned it again this morning going in the game that, hey, you know, you just need something good to happen to kind of get things going back the other way. And, you know, this this is not, this doesn't cure all that ails them. You know, right now it's a Band-Aid. Maybe it's a Band-Aid with a little antiseptic cream on it to help the wound heal a little bit. We'll see what happens, you know, on the rest of this homestand. It's kind of a key Homestand to try and find uh, who they are, uh, regain their identity here a little bit, and uh, you know one of the things that the two things that stand out to me coming out of this game, the first one is they didn't sag, right? Something we've noticed that's happened to this team during this this little slide. You know, it started a week and a half ago. In Pittsburgh, where they just, something would not go their way, or they would give up a goal, and then they all but disappeared. Right? The Penguins scored five goals in four minutes and 55 seconds. We saw what happened uh, against the Florida Panthers last week, where they started well, gave up a goal, and then didn't get a shot on goal the rest of the period, and just sagged. Same thing happened in Carolina. Carolina I mean look the Hurricanes are an exceptional team and you know they had a hard time finding any traction in that game you know that one was just a sag for the first two periods really right you only have four shots on goal through 40 minutes of action Uh, it's a full game or a full 40 minute sag in that one and and You know, by the time they found their skating, their their footing a little bit, you know, the game was already out of reach. Carolina had already suffocated them in that one. Um, But they didn't sag tonight. They gave up the first goal, and and they didn't—and that's a characteristic that this team has shown, that they don't let themselves get down. Even after, you know, if something's not going right, they find some positivity to push forward. Right. Let's just keep playing our game. Let's just keep playing our game. And I think that's what happens. And I, Ross Colton, uh, when I asked after the game about it, even mentioned that the leadership group made sure that didn't happen. Uh, particularly called on Steven Stamkos for some of his words, you know, on the bench and in, in, in first intermission. You know, it was a one-one game after the first period. But they didn't, they didn't let, and it wasn't a poor start, but they didn't let the opening goal against. And, and look, it, it's, it's another one of these situations. You know, that goal happens because Eric Chernak is one on four at the red line, and the team is changing behind him, and he, and he can't get the puck in. Right? It's a, it's a turnover. The, the dump in gets blocked. All of a sudden, the Flyers come back quickly the other way, and it's scramble mode. It's scramble to cover off the rush. Uh, It's scramble because you're changing behind the play. So guys are just scrambling. You need to get on the ice. And that's what happens. It's it's a simple play. It should be a simple play. And that's kind of the way things have been going. So they didn't let that whole scenario take him down. Because it could have taken him down. So they hung with that. And they didn't let it bother them the way that it has over the past week and a half. And the other thing that um, you know you, you pick out from this game is how they sped their game up. right? It's one of the things John Cooper has talked about, especially over the weekend, that their game has been too slow. And when you're slow and you look slow... You think slow, you react slow, you skate slow. So much of that has been going on, you know, with the team here the last little bit that they just haven't been able to find a way to... And look, speeding up your game does not mean skating. It's part of it, right? It's part of the whole game plan is you got to have your feet moving, Right, so that element is there when we're talking about speeding up your game, but it's as I've said many times, it's also the speed of execution. And when your execution is is sped up and your execution is on is on target, your game looks faster. And one of the things that Alex Klorne talked about after the game was their breakouts in particular. And when you're breaking the puck out. And, you're, and your game is flowing that's where you look like you're a faster team your passes are connecting you're getting up the ice your transition game is going and, and, and again the speed of execution is there and I think the speed of execution was a big part of why you, know, you get this result three power play goals in this game certainly helps Right, they took advantage of it. They have a really good home record this year. Their home power play has been exceptional, you know. So that uh, their their power play came through tonight. Nikita Kucherov, two goals and an assist. Alex Kalorn, two goals and an assist. Uh, how about Alex scoring four goals in his last three games? One away from reaching the twenty goal mark again. So another good season from Alex would, in what, for all intents and purposes, might end up being his final season here as he is at UFA at the end of this season. Um, so speeding up their game and not sagging are kind of the two biggest points that I take out of this one. Again, not the cleanest of games. Five on five, the game was pretty even for the most part between the scoring chances and the shot attempts and everything like that. Like I said, the Flyers will make you work. And if you're not ready to work, they can beat you. We saw that way back in October. The the home opener for Tampa Bay. um, Where they had a lead going into the third period and could not hold on to it. Uh, Ended up losing that game by a goal. Because the the Flyers put in the work and the Lightning did not. So they learned their lesson in that aspect facing facing the Flyers again tonight. Don't be left out. Make sure you subscribe to the Lightning Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else where podcasts are found. Now, here again is Eric. Still too many turnovers and bad parts of the ice. I, I mentioned the Chernak one. There were more than a few, you know, from the red line in. You know, there was a play, again, a play late in the game. You know, John Cooper talked last week about the uh, Lightning, the old school Lightning mentality coming into place where everybody was chasing points. That was the Pittsburgh overtime loss, where everybody was chasing points rather than paying attention to, to the defense. And and Saw still stopped, saw too much of that tonight because there was a play, again, it's, it's 4-2, it's a 4-2 game, and there's a puck battle inside the zone, and as soon as it kind of looked like the Lightning might win the puck, three guys blow the zone. They're up at the blue line or outside the blue line, meanwhile the Flyers recover the puck, and it's it's almost a 3-on-2 down low. Like, those things can't happen. Those are moments in games where you have to be smart with the puck, you know, there's another, there was another play, and I forget who, who did it, but, you know, you're holding on to the puck for a second too long in the zone because you're looking for a play rather than making the right play. And the right play is to get it out of the zone and make the other team come the other way. You know, you don't want to ice the puck, but you want to clear the zone and force the other team to come back, right? So it gives you time to regroup. You know, I, I compare that to soccer. How many times, if, if you ever watch soccer, when a team is attacking with the ball and a defender is able to kind of get his um, you know foot on the ball or near the ball and all he does is just clear it out, right? He doesn't mess around with it. I understand out of bounds it's a completely different situation, but this kind of plays into it. They, they kick the ball out. They clear the ball out so that their midfield can come back and help defend, right? You're buying time. So it's the same concept of just making sure the puck gets out of the zone so that your defense can regroup. And, you know, if you've got forwards up the ice, they can make sure they get back. So, you know, sometimes they don't make they're, – they're still not making the right decisions, the smart decisions, and those are some of them, but you can build off this, right? You can build some confidence off a game like this because they need confidence right now. They're lacking it big time, and a game like this, even though it's not perfect, can, can help take you back in that direction. Having said that, you've got Vegas coming in here, and Vegas has been playing well despite their injuries, right? Mark Stone... Continues to be out. Logan Thompson, their goaltender, continues to be out, but they're still sitting atop the Pacific Division, or you know, near the top of the Pacific Division, and are going to be there. They still have a really good roster, right? We saw that just a couple of weeks ago when the Lightning were in Vegas. So you have to take a lot of the things that worked well tonight: the breakouts, the speed, you know, speeding up your game. Your power play obviously gives you confidence because you know, when they're hot on the power play, they're hard to stop. You have to carry that over into the next game. I'll tell you one player who I was really, really impressed with tonight and first time seeing him live was Mikey Acemon. Mikey Acemon was all over the ice tonight. He only played just over 10 minutes. He had 10 shot attempts. A couple of takeaways, a couple of hits. Like, he was noticeable. He, had one, he put one off the crossbar. You know, late in the game after the dirty play by Tony D'Angelo, spearing Corey Perry, gave the Lightning a five-minute power play with two and a half minutes to go. You know, Nikita Kucherov scores. Again, after the lighting had kind of given up a couple of shorthanded chances trying to protect a two-goal lead while on the power play. Uh, towards the end of that, you know Asamon was was getting a little bit of power play time. You know, you don't throw the big boys out there when it's a five two game, right? Uh, but that you know that's still a reward for a player like Asmon, who I thought was very, very noticeable tonight. like he was he was very noticeable and, and all over the ice, four check, defense, shooting the puck doesn't hesitate to shoot the puck, making plays. You know, winning uh, puck battles along the wall. Very good sign from Mikey Asimont. Uh, who, if uh, if you noticed my Twitter feed earlier in the day, uh, had a chance to talk to him for the first time today and asked him where he was when he found out he had been traded from San Jose to Tampa Bay. And he said he was actually in the grocery store. He had a cart full of groceries because he was ready to take, uh, he was ready to cook his first meal in his new apartment. He's been basically living out of a hotel most of the year. He started the year in Winnipeg, was put on waivers and claimed by San Jose. Finally, got to the point where uh, he was going to be in an apartment in San Jose um, and was ready to ready to cook his first meal when he found out he was being traded here. Uh, he said he he ditched the cart. Uh, called his parents, went home to pack. Um, mentioned that he hoped the uh, the poultry that he purchased ended up back in the refrigerator uh, after that. So uh, really good sign for Mikey Asimont. Uh, he was playing center tonight. Uh, Pierre-Edouard Belmar was the odd man out in the forward group. So uh, good sign that if, if he's going to continue to play like that, boy what a uh, once again an underrated pickup from uh, Julian Breezeball on the pro scouting staff to bring in Mikey Asmont and again we've said it you know the addition of Asmont also helped open up cap space like even even maintaining or retaining 50 percent of Vlad domesticos remaining contract uh, helped helps the lighting carry 23 right now because right, you still got Darren Radish and uh, on on the roster. Uh, keep an eye on Victor Hedman. Did not play tonight, which is not a surprise after you know the awkward fall he took the other night. Uh, the good news is is that he's going to be listed as day to day after this one, according to John Cooper this morning. We'll see how he reacts. We'll see if he practices on Wednesday. Uh, let's see where things go. With him, uh, I was told that it's more precautionary than anything at this point. And you know, had Tuesday's game been a playoff game, there was a really good chance he would have played. So that's an encouraging sign because you never know. Assuming it's a back injury, which is what he was pointing to when he uh, fell to the ice in Carolina on Sunday. So that's that's a good sign. Eric Chernak was back in the lineup after missing the, the two previous games. And, um, you know, just 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 a feel-good game. Not, You don't necessarily feel good about your entire game, but you feel good about the game because, you know, you got back home and, and you picked up again. Just one regulation loss on home ice since December the 6th. And that was that game a week ago against Florida. So they've been really good at home. Start of a four-game homestand, sort of an important four-game homestand. He, again, you get Vegas on Thursday. And over the weekend, you get back-to-back games again. Chicago on Saturday, Winnipeg on Sunday. So uh, important four-game stretch here for Lightning to kind of regain their confidence a little bit and get feeling good about their game moving forward, especially after the events of the weekend uh, in Buffalo and Carolina to get back. To a little bit closer to uh, uh, their identity. You know, and I thought in the third period, it wasn't a typical lightning closeout third period, but I thought they did some pretty good things for the first half or so of it. And then, you know, Philadelphia started to skate a little bit more and, and create some issues. So um, good to see them close out that game. And, and now it's on to Vegas on Thursday. That is a 7 p.m. start again. I'll be on the air with Chief pregame skate show live from Cigar City Brewing Tap Room at six. Uh, you listen to that on 102.5 HD Channel Two. That's the Strike as well as on Lightning Radio 24/7. Always on the lighting app. And again, if you're not a subscriber to the site, podcast is the code you can use for $10 off the first year of an annual subscription. I uh, Just use that when you put in your payment information. And uh, Thanks, as always, for listening. We'll talk soon. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time.